Hey, I'm Paul Maxwell, content strategist at Tithely. Today, we're going to talk about eight proven strategies to double your church growth in under a year. Welcome to Modern Church Leader. Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient and powerful for the kingdom of God. It's common for churches to have sort of an odd relationship with money, right? Like the, the church isn't a for-profit, so it's thought by many that churches and church leaders ought to be kind of poor, like a medieval conception of like that poor popper, right? As poor as pop- possible. And they see corporations kind of hawking products to increase their profit margins. And they start getting nervous when they hear churches talk about growing their giving and fundraising and increasing revenue, Right. But this is a very backward way of looking at church finances, right? The church exists to expand the kingdom of God in this world. It exists to serve the people in the church, the community the church is in, and to expand that reach to the globe. And the more money uh, a financially and morally responsible church has, the more effectively and efficiently that church can produce the results of their vision. Money is one of the core elements of increasing reach and production quality, appeal to new visitors, and resources for the needy, right? Financial stability and financial assets all play a role. They all tie back right into this. And in light of that, it's it's, it's entirely appropriate and entirely ethical, I think, for a church to seek an increase in its revenue and increase in its giving so that it can exponentially increase the scope of its reach, its mission, its vision to its people, its community, and its world. And it's in that spirit that we're going to outline the proven strategies that churches have used to successfully double their church giving within a year, which sounds insane, but we have the data to back it up. So here are the strategies that we've seen to be most effective in increasing your uh, your giving at your church over the next year. Number one, audit your current financial situation. So before you make any financial goals, you have to take a realistic account of your current financial circumstances, Right. You must have a proper understanding of your debt, your revenue, your liabilities, your assets, historical and analytical grasp in the last five years of your church's finances, and ideally a third-party evaluation of your financial strengths and weaknesses down to the very financial habits of the church itself, right? And it's difficult to do this because, I mean, it's kind of like stepping on the scale for a church, right? Are we healthy or are we not? And without this deep understanding serving as a foundation, the feasibility of any financial goals you set will be dubious, right? If you set financial goals that are too high, donors will become discouraged, right? Oh, we give so much money and we still aren't hitting our goals. If you set financial goals that are too low, people will wonder why the church isn't seeking to grow more. They'll be uninspired and may likewise be discouraged to give on the other end, right? So when you set your goal based on sound financial analysis of your past five years as a church, you're able to explain your financial goals to your church in a way that it's not only informed, uh, rather informed, but it's also credible to them, right? Big donors are very often numbers people. And if you show up with the numbers, you will drastically increase your chances of cultivating a highly generous donor base. Without these numbers, you'll likely not receive larger donations from some of the wealthier members in your church, which could be leaving a lion's share of the funds you could raise to do good in your congregation and in your community, just because you didn't want to do the numbers, right? So do the numbers. Number two, Honestly, review your previous fundraising attempts. So sift through the strengths and the weaknesses of your previous approaches. What worked? What didn't work? Right? What was the time we had a big goal? We made a big appeal. We made a big deal about it. And it just didn't happen. Right? This will give your church leadership team a sense of what sorts of appeals your church responds to and what sort of appeals they find unappealing or uninspiring. Right? And you could just, again, do that by the numbers. Are your church members generally detail-oriented people? Give them details, right? When when you share details 
Has that resulted in a real increase in giving? If not, what are some other appeals that you could try out? Appealing to the heart, sharing a story, multiple other marketing avenues to achieve that, right? Ideally, you should be using a digital giving solution like Tidely Giving so that you can simply look at your financial analytics dashboard, right? Look, look for spikes in, what, uh, in that dashboard and ask yourself, what was our appeal for that spike, right? Pull up the sermon video and watch exactly what sort of appeal was made so you can use that as a foundational model as you craft your next set of appeals for the next year. Number three, set a specific fundraising goal for the next year. Now, this is, this, is, this is critical for you, okay? Don't seek to raise more money, right? First, set a missional goal with a price tag and fund that price tag. Draw all your appeals out of that mission. Help them to see past the dollar amount to the real spiritual return that people are creating with each dollar they give. Show people progress as soon as possible, right? If you get bumped from 40% of your goal to 41% of your goal, make it a big deal. Throw a party, right? It's If you get up to 51%, make an announcement, have a huge deal, right? We're, we're halfway over to changing our community or we're halfway to building our church home, right? Make, make sure to follow that formula, right? And always front load the benefit as an end result, not merely we're over halfway there, you know, we're over halfway to our goal, right? It's lackluster. It's milk toast, right? Say we're halfway to this, Remind donors as often as possible of the real spiritual effect each dollar has in the world. And when you share those updates, make another appeal. Put a simple button at the top of, uh, or rather at the top and bottom of every announcement, right? Give, right? Send our team to Africa, right? Help, help build our home, help build our sister church in this country, right? Number four, pick a unifying theme to organize your appeals throughout the year, right? This is really about an organized collective enterprise to speak to the heart of your congregation, right? Choose a theme that's adjacent to generosity and run all your fundraising campaigns on that theme like a train on rails, right? So what are a couple a couple thematic ideas you could you could come up with, right? Um, maturity, growth, counting the cost, commitment, contentment, belonging, sacrifice, the blessing of giving, right? You can tie a meaningful appeal to give into any of these themes. And just make sure that you're thoughtful and intentional when you plan your theme so that you can ensure that your giving appeals will tie, uh, will, rather will tie in organically with the content on which you preach so that when you make an appeal, it's not like, what? We were just talking about justification by faith in Romans 3 and now I'm supposed to give, right? Like, not that you can't do that, but once again, you want to have a content strategy that makes appeals more organic, right? Five, create a very tactile ROI that you can use to compel giving in your community. So what does that mean, right? Donors are more likely to give to a specific goal than merely meeting our goals, right? If you have a goal, say it. Better yet, don't use the word goal. If you have a mission, say it when you give your appeal or make your giving appeal or give an update on fundraising, right? So for example, instead of saying, we're so close to fulfilling our mission, Say, we're 80% of the way to providing every school kid in our area with a full scholarship to VBS this year. That is an appeal to the heart because it shows how you relieve a need in the world, right? Instead of saying, we're 50% of the way to hitting our goal, say, we have half the funds until we are living in our new home. Give now to get us the rest of the way to our new church building, right? We are so close. We are almost there. You see the difference? It's palpable, right? Showcase how people are using your current facilities and show how people will be better served on a greater scale with a bigger and better building, right? Say we're closer to that. 
Take every chance you have to showcase the value your church is creating for your members and your community so that people will be prompted to give to that, or rather to that, rather than some generic goal or mission, right? 80% there, 50% there. Halfway to what? 80% to what? Show that. Number six, teach a series on giving from the Bible. So many churches don't explicitly teach on giving, okay? There is a, a, a report that studied giving in churches called the Giving USA 2019 Annual Report, and it found that churches that teach on giving at least once per year raise more money and see a faster pace in their financial growth year over year. They also found that church pastors who weren't willing to look at their finances had uh, very poor fundraising uh, goals, or rather results. But you don't want to have a 12-week series on giving every year, but you should be preaching on generosity, giving, tithing, and other related topics at least two Sundays a year in order to remind people that the spiritual connection between personal giving and personal growth, right? Giving to one's church is a deeply spiritual act, which is very easy to forget. When people understand this from a biblical, uh, rather a biblical perspective, they're more warm towards giving larger amounts of money when the ask finally comes. Number seven, and this is huge, leverage holidays wisely. Holidays generate an enormous percentage of the average church's revenue, right? This is what our data from over 20,000 churches shows us, right? This is because people are in a more generous mood. They're bringing friends and family to church who, who very often give because they're thankful for the role that, that your church played in the lives of, the, of whoever their family or friend is that's a member of your church. And the holidays themselves carry an intrinsic message of generosity that often prompts people to give more generously. So, Make sure that your content strategy and your sermons and in your Sunday school and, all, and in your courses and all that stuff and your fund, uh, rather your content strategy and your fundra uh, fundraising strategy align, right? If you aren't leveraging holidays as critical moments on your church calendar to boost your church's annual giving, you're leaving tens of thousands, likely hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table that could be deployed to fulfill the mission of your church in your community. Holidays are a time to make big asks because people often come to church with big hearts. Don't neglect this opportunity to come through on what God has called you to do because making an ask can be scary and making an ask can be awkward. It certainly can be, right? Go big, go bold for the vision God's placed on your church's heart and make the ask. People want to give. God has placed it on their hearts to give. Now it's your turn to give to them by giving them the opportunity to be generous. Number eight, Hold special fundraising events throughout the year. Secular nonprofits do this very well. In fact, it's, it's, it's all that they do, right? Most of the time. If you already hold fundraisers regularly, try to double that number of fundraising events that you do, right? Use different ideas and genres and games and premises to make each event feel different and therefore worthwhile, right? If possible, tie them all into the unifying theme you've chosen to organize your fundraising appeals throughout the year, right? If you have a special ministry you do, maybe hold a special breakfast for that ministry and then that's not coming out of your church budget, which gives you more capital overall. Give these events diversity to keep people interested, right? Have a black tie fundraiser, uh, have a hunting themed fundraiser with wild game, do a cook-off, do a youth group car wash, do a post-Easter, you know, uh, where, where you've got like a bouncy house or something like that, uh, a huge bash, right? Do a Super Bowl sub uh, sandwich sale, right? That's a huge one, right? Do a Harvest Day pumpkin patch fundraiser. You could hold a fundraiser for every Sunday. If you, so what's this Sunday, right? Uh, you, you could hold a fundraiser for every single Sunday if you put enough thought into it. And people love to get something in exchange for the money they give, even if they wouldn't say it. So in that sense, every fundraiser is an act of faith. Will the money we get 
be worth the time we put into planning this fundraiser, right? Only by doing fundraisers will you answer that question for your specific church. So find out sort of what they respond well to and what they don't respond well to. And once you find what they like during their first six months, double down on what works and cut what doesn't. And then the following year, it may be if you don't double your giving over that first year, that following year, when you have an optimized data-driven approach to your fundraising unique to your particular church, you're going to knock it out of the park. So doubling your church's annual revenue is not an easy task, but most churches have enough untapped potential that can be unleashed in the in, in those eight steps alone that doubling revenue is, is, is an underestimated result, right? You can easily triple or quadruple your church's revenue by following these tactics. So make sure to implement them, evaluate what works, and with that information, take your fundraising strategy and revenue growth plan to the next level. So remember, number one, Audit your current financial situation. Remember, pastors that don't look at their finances often have very low giving numbers. Number two, honestly review your previous fundraising attempts. Number three, set a specific fundraising goal for the next year. Number four, pick a unifying theme to organize your appeals throughout the year. Number five, create a very tactile return on investment ROI that you can use to compel your community to give from the heart. Number six, teach a series on giving from the Bible. Number seven, leverage holidays wisely. And number eight, hold special fundraising events throughout the year. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.